Episode 37 of the Ski Slope. Yeah, I'm being good. I'm putting the title into the Mix LR thing. I heard, you, I heard you typing. Right? So it's uh, so that's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me. What, get... what was that glass that you were just holding up? We're on Skype right now, so I can see. It's got like a nice frost on the top. What is that? You know that? what? This is the type of glass like, I always remember my grandmother having. So like, Is, the, my, is that my... like cold or is that just fake, fake white frost? Oh, it's fake white frost. It's, it's got like a rim. Frost. It looks like it almost looks like a beer mug. With like the frosty top on top, it gets a little uh, what is that California block like on the top, but it's like an old it's California old glass. <laughs> like I like drinking wine out of regular glasses. I like drinking wine out of a glass like this. You go to some old school places; they just give you like a little short glass. This is, like this is exactly it. It's just it's a better it's a better glass to drink wine out of. I think. I, don't, uh, I, I need a thin I, I glass actually... I could break, and then it's wide. I get maybe it adds to the bouquet, but come on. I don't doubt that. I agree with you that it's more fragile and all of that. But thank you. <laughs> I actually think this is one of those cases where yes. the glass is mm. about utility, and it by allowing the wine to so you're buying into the aesthetic, it lets it breathe and the oxygenates yeah. and it makes it taste better. All right, I do. I do. Okay. I think now this. Don't take this the wrong way, but I think on the eleven dollar wine that you love that you were talking about, which <laughs> yeah. is good, I had it. You had we had it on the ski slope one we night. Have, it's very we have. good. I Probably think it's more le- than once. I think it's less important there. Okay. Because I think that's just a sturdy, basic wine that tastes really good. Exactly. You know the other thing that's good about it too, and people who are talking What's about what's it called wine, again, just so people can know. Apothic red. Apothic red, right? Apothic red, just the regular one. They're coming out with all kinds of varieties. They're doing like the Oreo thing now, but just don't stick, buy into the stick or, with the original. Or, don't get the peanut butter. Yeah. Um, no, the thing I was talking about that they don't grade wine on is like how well it keeps. 
because I, I don't finish. I don't finish a bottle in one sitting. So if it, if I know it stays for like a day or two, that's they that. all stay for a day or two. Yeah, some don't. Some some really? fade away real fast. I find. Yeah, I've I've never had a wine if I recork it, leave it out that the next day is no good. I find some of them are good for like five days. Not that it's no good. That, that it doesn't. The taste is really affected by the fact it's been out that long, and it's and it's and, and it's for whatever reason it loses its. Uh, I'm always leery. After I've opened the bottle and I leave it there, how many days can you drink it? And I don't trust my nose, to be honest with you, like in smelling it. Like, But I, I, I think that it actually, I think they tend to last longer than you guess, like, than you would think. Yeah, but what does last longer? Like last longer? Three days, still four dr- days. Right, but we Enjoy can still it. drink it where, where yeah. like it actually does taste good. Like you still, Yeah. okay, all right, all right, I'm with you. I, yeah. I, I find I find there's a lot of variance, and I think like lasting two or three days is 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 an asset. It's a good okay, thing. okay. Yeah. Maybe it's the ten dollar wines that you buy. <laughs> Maybe I need to step up in price you and step have up last game another day on your or two, wines. Right, right. Uh, look, Cindy Lawrence is home. My hey, beautiful Cindy wife, Cindy Perlstein. Susan Bender is leaving actually. With uh, say goodbye to Susan Road. Bender. Cindy <laughs> is. What week are we She's now? On our way to Wuji. 31 week week 31 today nice. baby coming soon little boy baby burn hey i did the roof raising thing it's good things no one's watching the actual skype no, just your picture's it. really clear it's like is it i feel like i'm looking out your window you know the curtains are we very talked about this safe. but like how like people talk about like virtual reality so like how much of a hangout is this with you and me right now versus us hanging out like if we were just if we were actually sitting in your apartment right now i mean it's different but it's so much more similar than it's not similar. Here's, I think I have a good way to, to judge it. I was saying to myself, I agree with everything you said, but I was saying to myself that it would be nice to get together again and do one mm-hmm. again together. Never. So what is it, like one <laughs> out of 20 then? No, of yeah. course, of course. So, I don't think, yeah. so, so it's, it's 95%. It's 95%. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it's an incredible convenience. It's like, how great would this have been during our camp days, we like going home wouldn't have been such a such a thing. You'd, you'd stay in touch with everyone, but I guess there's something to be said for that. The, yeah, the, the separation know. afterwards and the coming back. We've talked about that. Going from a camp environment to a back to school and all that nonsense. But yeah, you know, I, li- I listened to a podcast last night. It's the guy who wrote um, uh, what's uh, what's the movie about the boat that gets tipped over? They're out of Gloucester and they're a perfect storm. Okay, so Sebastian Younger. And he was in his new book is is this theory that like part of what causes post traumatic stress disorder are not necessarily people that like witness horrors in war because not that many actually do but there's a right. lot more that come back and have that he thinks it's that living in these communities that like were genetically predisposed to live in where it's like a community of a hundred and it's more about the group than it is about yourself is a healthy way of being. And that's the way like we were actually programmed to be. And then leaving that situation, once you get a taste of it, is traumatic. So, I was like, okay. I was blown away by that theory. Say, say that again to me. All right. He says the people that come back from war that have right. <laughs> PS, PTSD, PTSD is much greater. It's not because than, they literally saw. It's not because they saw somebody's head get blown off. Right. Like, there's a lot okay. less people that have seen that stuff than have PTSD. So it's a different, more general. Exactly. And he thinks it's because living in communities of like a hundred people, like that, yeah, like the like setup you do of the in community a war in the military, right? Yeah. Where your ego is sublimated and you're more about right. the group than you're right. about yourself, 
is a healthier, better way of being, that that's how we're programmed to be. And that getting a taste of that sort of environment and then having to be pulled from it going home is, is traumatic. It's interesting. I know, right? I thought so too. I guess I just would always have looked at it the other way. What's no, going going into right. I don't want to go there. into it is the <laughs> traumatic part, not coming back to this. Yeah, but 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 he's saying it's the opposite. He's saying they get a taste of like that communal great life, and of course everyone tro- you know tosses it up. You know, says it's because of the horrors of war, but if they're not, I don't really know. I'm not sure. That, Right. Uh, and then what's tough. experiencing it? I mean, still, you're still there. You're still tense. So, uh, you know. But my point was, like, I thought that applies to, like, a camp setting, too. Okay. That's part of the reason why those bonds develop is that you're living in this, in this environment, this society that's sort of very egalitarian, you know? It is much more egalitarian than, the, that, than it was back in high school. Right, right. There's no doubt about it. That was, it was definitely more Darwin, were, Darwinian. There weren't a lot of clicks in your group. <laughs> no, you really yeah. did. There was always maybe someone who got ostracized a little. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't perfect. Right. right. But, it, it, but it was in the main. Right. right. And good even with to the bunks, all. like the bunks were sort of their independent identity to some degree, but there was no real, you know, oh, this bunk hates that bunk. You know? No, no, there was none of that. There was definitely some bunks had a. Had a. Uh, uh, a com- a common thread to them, mm-hmm. like the Rosalind bunk, or they yes, were a sports yes. bunk, or the, mm-hmm. the the nerdy kid bunk, or whatever hey, it might have been. That was always, hey. Hey, wasn't that always sort of maybe? I, was that like I, I got ex- stuck with the Misfits for a while, for for a little while. But that's because you, you in a good way, though. I say that you were moving luck. up, Duke. You were moving up to the big group. No, I don't feel like I was a misfit. I feel like no, you weren't a misfit. No, you were not. Well, I think I was a misfit in the sense that I just. By definition, didn't fit into the groups that existed in our, mm-hmm. in, our in our world. You had your Rosenbunk in the Eagle Year. I, I showed up with that Rosenbunk. I, 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 I was established like, before I even got there. And I had like the uh, the melting pot bunk sort of. <laughs> the not, United Nations of not, not so much countries, <laughs> of course, but just a quirky. It was rep. kind of that way, though. I felt like you had some international kids in your bunks. Like who was the bunk next to you? Who the hell was in that? Which this bunk is Eagle. This is Eagles. You were in that bunk. You I was in the first bunk. You were right. next to me. I right. went over. Who was one further? Who the hell was in that? Oh, those guys, like in C seventeen. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's a good I don't one. ever feel I, like. Oh, you know what? I think like like Louis Wolfowitz, Eric Friedman, Schneider. No, he was a C fifteen guy. But I think like Wolfowitz, um, Schoen, David Schoen. Remember that guy? I Schneider, I think. Name. I don't remember David Schoen's face. All right. Little guy. He got us into writing letters to companies so they would send their stickers. I remember that people did that. I, <laughs> he was the guy that started that, that movement. That was, that was never my thing. I didn't do it either. It was like I, work. But I did. I, I used to feel bad though, when I would see you guys getting work. stickers in the mail. <laughs> it was like, oh, look, I got this. It was like, oh, shit. It's uh, funny that we got to end up working in that, to work in that bunk. I know, right? Right, those are the bunks we worked in, Eagle bunks, right? Eagle bunks, yeah, right. C11 and, uh, and C13 again, right where we started. We it's pretty crazy, it. right? Did the lab. I know, it was it's cool. I never actually could it be that I've never really thought of it on those terms that we ended off in the same bunks as as we started off in. I never, I never you, that was your first that was your first bunk? Yeah, it was. C13 was my first bunk. Oh, for you, so you it wasn't your start, but No, but still for our start, circle. Start of our of our stretch. Absolutely. Stretch down, down the 70s into the 80s. That's pretty cool. And we're going to um, have 
So this is all going to be part of the podcast, right? This is. This is yeah, it. So we're going to have Danielle Serino on, mm-hmm. and that's exciting to have, it a, is. To have a Swatona guest. For a t- it's been a while. It's been a while since we've had any guests, but then to have a, uh, a Swatona person show up. And I think she's our first ever you know, Swatona guest by herself. Well, right, right. Sharon and those other women who I didn't really know that well called in. But mm-hmm. this is interesting for me. This is our first guest calling in on her own, Swatona. And she was what a year behind us, like. I think she was two, because I don't think she was in the. I, 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 was she a first year senior when we were second year seniors? I feel like that's what it was. I think yeah. she maybe. I, I feel like I don't know. She may have been an interest still. I was. I, I thought she was younger than us, you know. Like. She's like definitely by younger a step, than us. You know, by a, by a step, which is like more than two years. I always felt. But two I was, years was the I, range. Right, right. I think. Let's see. She. Well, we'll get into it with her. It's okay yeah. that I'm bringing it up. We'll but talk age. Coincidentally, she was high school sweethearts, sweethearts, whatever, <laughs> with a guy I went to college with. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny when you're like, different worlds sort of collide. You're, you know, Facebook is where I guess it happens more than anywhere. But let's mm-hmm. so, uh, th- this guy... I know from here. Oh, they know each other from college. So just, I don't know. I just always find it. The, the degrees of separation is it's very... It's always odd when, it, when yeah. it's... Yeah, and, it's, and there's not that many of them. Like, I would love to see... And Facebook probably has it to some degree, right? If you can make sort of a, a, a true yeah, social yeah. diagram of how far away you are from somebody else, you know? Yeah, they, they don't do that. I'm surprised. They actually should. It would be more interesting because nothing else happens on that void, <laughs> void piece of crap. Mo- Come on, you get you get you get occasional good stuff. It's fun. It's a, you know for the for the one rare like sort of oh nice. It's it's uh, not going anywhere. I'm not even making the comment that it's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a form of dynamic communication to bring groups together. It works for what it is, so that when those instances come up where there's something valuable to put up that'll work for everybody, it's all it works perfect. And what is that something though? Like I think that's where there's that something is just any piece variants. of content. That will appeal to some sort of group, right? But I think everyone's personal opinion because it's the individuals that are deciding what what that is, right? Putting that out there. That's fine, and but I it's, think everyone's like determination of what that is is very, very ag- wide. Agreed. But if it was one to one or one to three or four, more than likely I'm going to just email people. Mm-hmm. So this is, is is broader than that, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of interesting that she has a connection. I'm going to talk to her about being a, a newscaster, the Swago Debbie Ferrick connection, right? Mm-hmm. Another newscaster. Leebies. Did they? Did she ever talk to the Leebies? I mean, that's a valid question to ask. That's not. Uh, yeah, I guess you could talk. It's you know, I, I want to hear about Spatona though. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll hear about I'll hear about her career, but you know, I don't know how far she wants to get into that. And um, well, we're we start start there, no question about it. All right. Start off on it and, and hear a lot about it, but very interesting. All right, all right. So, what else is going on, my man? I am finding the Trump thing has gone from being. <laughs> I know you're worried now, right? Painful. I'm not worried. I don't. I can't stand Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Trump is 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 not qualified to be the president of the United States. No. Hillary Clinton will be a status quo, just whatever president of, if she wins. But Trump's not qualified, and it's just this guy is just a liar and a 
He's just that. Uh, just he, it's gone from entertaining to like the, the risk has gotten too big for you in terms of that he is this ridiculous wild card. You really don't know what he is going to do. Like, because that's that's the thing for me. Like, I still think, all right, what happens if Trump gets elected? Yeah, you know what? It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Maybe it's even good. I think that's you know the most likely possibility. I think but, there's a high, but I think there is a good possibility that he's just right. out of his mind and things will be ridiculous. So I think I don't the guy's take, out. I don't want to take that chance. I think the guy's out of his mind. I can't take a chance on that. Right, right. I hear you. So where do you go? Where do you go? Are you going to vote for Hillary? Yeah, what is the other option? Unless someone presents himself that... Yeah, I think... I think. Listen, we spoke about this, like, whether it's the Libertarian Party. There's going to be some third party. That's available to that vote happens, for. I think. I the only one that can be on every state ballot, though, is the Libertarian Party. That's At least that's what I heard, is that they're the only ones that have access to every state ballot that they're you know they've done what's necessary how's this for strategy i heard the, like the republicans thinking that they would run third party candidates but only in particular states where they feel they can capture right. where that candidate in and of itself because there'll be multiple third party candidates right. Right. will capture the electoral votes for that state and thereby deny both trump and hillary the electoral votes necessary so that the vote itself goes to the house of representatives i actually think that's I'd heard that as well and that's, that's actually crazy. doable right so you'd have right. to, somebody that's going to go win in like three or four key states like Ohio mm-hmm. just somewhere where it's gonna we just deny, deny, the other every, deny everybody mm-hmm. else right mm-hmm. and it leaves it up to the to the house now you know I don't want that to happen I guess be, well well it'd be, you know what it's in there it's like that's part of the rule book you know? I, I would not be bitching if that happened. I wouldn't be going, oh, the system's rigged, blah, blah, blah. You know? Right. I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't be. What would happen? That would leave it up to, to uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan probably, you know, would throw his hat in the ring at that point and become president. Yeah? Well, I think the decision is Paul Ryan's, is it not? Um, comes the Speaker of the House's decision. Third, no, I th- no, I think right? I think there's a vote. I think there's a vote in the House. I don't so think that the House a... gets to vote for who it will be. Exactly, but the Republicans <clears throat> control the House, so they win the vote. Yeah, then then someone like Paul Ryan or whoever the uh... well, that would be interesting. What would happen then? Like, what would would the right faction start bringing up uh, Ted Cruz and would would. Uh, be interesting. I don't know. It would be interesting to see because now that whole that whole process is 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 not what it was. Now it's the House of Representatives simply voting on who should be the president. It's really very interesting if you think about the the sort of um, almost perfection. I don't want to say it's perfect, but near yeah, but perfection of our system. Because what crazy. would happen? What would happen from that is that the Democrats would take back the Senate right. and, and balance right, it out it's, again. And it's, it's like, be wow, they really, they really not, did a great job of creating this system that, that seems to work, that seems to really does like logical checks and balances. I agree. It, it does. I mean, having it's the three, it's almost the power of three, mm-hmm. right? It's like right. you rarely can the get power of three, three against zero. It rarely goes that way. Every now and then it does. Mm-hmm. But even then, what's very interesting about it is even then, the dynamics required Obama to sort of push Obamacare through mm-hmm. in a muscular way. Let's just put Absolutely. it that way. Right? Absolutely. He couldn't just go out because They had to use every, every, if you look back at like how that got passed and by how little and, and what went on, it's really? unbelievable that it got it's, through. It's, I'm not even making a statement about Obamacare. I know, I know. It's about point. taking advantage of the process. More, let's call it even a more perfect 
thing. Right. I got nope. you. Nobody's going to believe that, like, right? Because right. that's the way it works. It just is going to be a crew that is not into it, no matter what. Absolutely. So, so you have to. There's always give and take that has to be happening at any at any given time. Right. And right. If that, and if yeah. that give and take results in like nothing getting done, like that's part of stuff getting done is stuff not getting done because there isn't a consensus. You have these two energies you know balanced out by the will of the people let it let it play out you know don't make it as though things have to happen dramatically if they need to happen dramatically they will well i think things happen on their own i think most of what we're doing is reacting not not uh uh forecasting and and driving Mm -hmm. i think right i mean think about it like we're not we're not fighting ISIS because we decided, right? We're reacting to the circumstances at right. hand. Right. The economy, we're, re- you know, we're reacting to, to the particular circumstances. I also have always felt that, uh, I've also always felt that there's more of a cycle at play when it comes to the economy than there is particular policy. Oh, I, I totally. Right? It's like, much so, more, whatever you thought, you've got to realize it's much more organic than it is something that's controllable by political breathe. decisions. So you even look at the growth and economic success that people bring up around Clinton, which is accurate, but it's also accurate that it got teed up by what occurred at the end of the Reagan. You couldn't have picked a better eight years to be president. Right. And that's a fact. That's just the way things are. You could say the same for for Obama and the economy. It's okay, no worries, babe. Obama in the economy, like you were at a low. Like, what else is going to happen? But you're going to go up. Do you hear the? Do you hear the grinding in the is background? Is there some dentistry going on in your apartment? Yeah. Cindy is. Uh, you're cleaning. She's doing. She's drilling her own tooth. She's putting a cap in place. Hold on. Let me see how long it's going to be. Because, right, hey, no sweetie, worries. how long do you have to do that for? Oh, that's it. Oh, fine. That was painless. I don't even need. I, I don't even need laughing at. That was like one cavity. It was. It wasn't even barely. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot where we were, but um, you were there. Um, oh, you know what? That question, in and of itself, makes you drop your memory if you're the other person. It's crazy. As I get older, my memory is getting worse and worse. But that is such a trigger for it. Saying, "Well, what we were talking about," like you, you would have known had you been asked about it. But anyway, so let's start anew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I saw on on Shark Tank. A guy who was doing the concept of adult camps. It was a repeat. Okay. And it, you know, just what was his what was his model? Just the adults yeah, going to camp. Uh, basically, yeah. Basically, taking over a camp the week after it ends or whatever. Okay. And having adults go up and do a four day weekend and do camps. Okay. It just you know just brought me back to the. It's maybe getting to the. It's it's really an, an amazing experience. The group thing about it. That's, it's not. It's, like that guy it's getting back to the first thing you were saying. Being part of it a tribe. tribe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I don't think he got funded though. I don't think Cuban went for it. So Cuban was saying he's open to being. Of course the, he is. Why wouldn't he be? Well, first of all, he said he's <laughs> open to being both Trump's or Hillary's. Oh, that I didn't hear. Yeah, I'm like, well... Oh, I thought it was, would you mind being president one day? Like, that, I thought that was as far as it went. Same, same to that. Why would he ever... He wouldn't be vice president. I mean, no one would want to pick him for a multitude of reasons. Why? Why? You think he'd be a... Um, well, because you don't do anything as vice president. Really? 
It, well, like I said before, it, it grooms you to become president one day. It's really good on the resume if you want to do that later on. If I was him, I'd say, look, I'll be vice president. I'll come to the briefings for the two hours every morning. But after that, the day's mine. I'm going to be on a part-time basis. I'm going I'm to be funding. I'm going to be doing Shark Tank. <laughs> and then if, 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 God forbid, something happens to the president, I'll step in and I'll do what I have to do. Right. Uh, Dan- Danielle's calling. Let me see if we can pick up her call here. Yeah, see if you can connect it in. Perfect timing. Let's see, I think it's gonna work. Hi. Hey there, Danielle. What's up? Can you see me? I, I only I see your work like it's a headshot of you. It's a good picture. Do I need though. to move it? Uh, no, uh, I mean you look good in it. It's just not you on a video, but it's um, you know, you in a white blazer with your arms crossed. It's your, oh, that's um, my headshot. I mean, I'm not shot. wearing that now. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what I'm. Do seeing. I need to change it? Can you make it video? I don't, do you hear me? I also, don't know. Danielle? I don't do know how to use off? this shit. Wait. All right. Hang on. Oh, Alan Pearlstein wants to show video. I'm going okay. to accept. Okay. Here yeah. We go. Do you see, see me? I see you. You don't see me? I see both of you. You don't oh, see okay, me? Good. We no, don't see you. The headshot. Well, tell me how to do it, and I'll do it. I like, I kind of, it's like she's on location in, like, Ethiopia. Though. Right, it's, right. It's like we can only it's get like, the audio <laughs> in, and here's <laughs> Tell me how to do it, and I'll do it. Let's see. Um, I could, I would. Let's see. We got Ben. Oh. Now you left, Howie. I I can't find you. All right. Is there a button on your bottom that looks like a video camera? Yeah, and it says, oh, it's off. Okay. Oh, here she comes. There I go, motherfucker. There she is. Am I allowed to curse? Oh, there she is. There's Danielle. (laughs) Wait, let me uh, put the volume up. Am I allowed to curse? Absolutely. Okay, so I have the potty mouth like nobody's business. Yeah. Hold on. It's good to have you on here. Thank you. I'm up. To, I'm Bench up. Right on to you, Howie. Volume's up. And now, Howie? Howie, I can't see you. I'm gone. It's, like, it's not quite there yet. It's like up oh, there you there are. There you are. Hi, is guys. It? Hello. Great to see you. This is awesome. Great to see you. Here's I have no makeup on, though, just so you Neither know. The only one seeing it is the three of us. I know. It's, that's what he said. So I said, okay, it's fine. The rest of it's just, it'll be all audio. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. This is great, right? So. Should I ask you this before we go? Am I screaming? No, no, you sound good. We're already already started doing it, so. So should I ask you before we go on or after we go on how this whole thing came about? We're on right now. We're on. I'll tell you. Well, there you go. How did this whole thing come about? We talked. I don't know. Maybe three years ago, we started it about doing like a podcast because we just were getting together and hanging out and talking, and we were getting into podcasts at the time, and it was like. Maybe we should do one about camp, like, and then you would bring on the former campers as your guests because you know you still want that part of your life, and the camp closed, so there was nothing oh, totally keeping that going. So we said, all right, let's let's do it. So we are. So is this just a Swago Swatona podcast? We promote it to no one else, so we only have Swago Swatona people <laughs> no on. Sponsors. So but- do they watch this? Nobody yeah. watches. It's the audio. Well, do they, they listen? Audio. They listen Excuse to the me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so, so used ha- to because of TV. Right, Howie and I. Started off, we would do it in my apartment, and then we'd have guests in. And then after a while, we're like, we could just do this over Skype. So we, this is how we've been doing it since then. Oh my, this is awesome. This that, is, the, this is go on. I was just gonna say, what episode is this? How thirty-seven? Thirty-seven. Yeah. yeah. This is hysterical. So wait, how many people are listening? 
We'll get a couple hundred to listen to something like that. A couple of thousand? A couple hundred. A couple hundred. We've had we've had seven thousand like listens or downloads in the in the time we've been in business. Not business, but this is a riot. (laughs) Isn't it funny? We already like Zena Knighton and a few other of the uh, Swatona girls already like liked it. I'm sure they they're gonna be ready to listen. This should get a good listenership because we don't get a lot of Swatona participation. Yeah, and I'm badly behaved, so. <laughs> yeah, even better. That should draw in some Wait, listeners. So, where are you guys living now? I'm in uh, Westchester. Okay. And I'm on 15th Street in Manhattan. Where are oh. you? Oh, all right. I'm. I don't want to say. <laughs> are you at your mother's house? No, no, <laughs> no, not that right. bad. I, I actually live in the most spectacular community, and I'm serious. Um, I. And it's spectacular because I'm living on the water and I'm living in a beautiful uh, condo and it's like on 20 acres in the complex with a pool and a tennis courts and a bar and a restaurant, which by the way, I left my bar to come talk to you. I tried to get you guys on my phone, but I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) I left my friends, but it, it, where I live is spectacular, but I live in Cleveland, Ohio. But that's oh, all right. That's okay. <laughs> Cleveland's, Cleveland's cool. Cleveland's I always see cool. like trees when I fly over Cleveland. It looks like it's nice. It's Ohio is awesome, especially if you're an outdoor person because they have the greatest public park parks system in creation. The people truly are the nicest people I've met in any city. And I've been to a lot of cities because of work. And it's very inexpensive to live here. All of that is awesome, but I I I don't want to besmirch Cleveland, but it's Cleveland. Oh, it sounds nice. Sounds nice. You know what? You're raising a family? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is an awesome place. So you're not raising a family? No. You're a single (laughs) middle-aged woman? You'd want to kill yourself. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How far outside of Cleveland did you say? Five minutes. Oh, so you're right there. I'm right there, but nobody even knows about this place, which is bizarre to me. It's very private. We have no uh, public businesses in town. I mean, it's just residential, and this little community that I found is spectacular. Well, good for I just—I'm like a New York City girl. Yeah, and you, st- you still have your accent. It's not I, as though you've well, picked up the Ohio. Well, you know what? When I'm drinking <laughs> yeah. or when I'm with my New York friends, <laughs> yeah, that's when the accent comes out. But obviously, for my work, I can't have it come out, so mm-hmm. it's under wraps. And is this—is it out right now? Oh, you think? <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess yes. So you go yeah. into like in work mode. You go into no accent. You oh, go work into mode, no accent. Can we hear? Can we hear you just talk like one sentence and like? I don't know if back? I can. I've been drinking. All right, all right, all right. Oh, so that just yeah, throws it out. I got you. That 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 throws it. And out. do you keep in touch with any of the Swatona girls? I absolutely do, and my best friend in the entire world, who I speak to a thousand times a day and all week, is oh, Lisa Perouche. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I don't. She's close. Hewlett Harbor girl. Uh, I speak to her all the time, and through Facebook, I speak to Dava Weinstein, Jody Hammer, okay. Okay. Joe Goldberg, Michelle Lieber. Okay, you're on, and you're in touch with everybody. Oh awesome. no, I, I got you know. And here's the funny story: my parents forced me to go to camp. What forced year did you, me. What year did you start? Well, I didn't start at Swatona this year, but oh, geez, maybe seventy-five. Whatever. I was. I don't know, eight years old, whatever it is. I can't add. I'm not making crap up. I'm 49. I'm not making crap up, but I'm going to say eight years old, and I don't remember how 
what year that was. But I had terrible separation anxiety, um, and my parents forced me to go. So much so that I threatened to move in with my father. My parents were divorced. They shipped me off to camp. In my first two years, I went to this camp called Racket Lake, right. which I, I was miserable at. Yeah. Uh, and then we found Swatona, and I lived for it, never wanted to leave, cried at the end of the season like most of the girls did. And it was the greatest experience of my life. And I still speak to some of the people. So, and it's awesome. a good place to pick up a, a best friend for life, isn't it? It's, uh, best that's friend. That's where you find them. I, she, I live for her. And in fact, here's my story about Sutona Suego. The only, only one boy... story. This is my story. Like, <laughs> no. like three or four, maybe. Well, uh, you have stories about me. I uh, know. I don't have any stories. No, about nothing. Me. Nothing specific. Nothing I was written. like, share, please. There might be some slander, but that. The only boy in my life that ever broke up with me. Oh. 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 Was a Suego boy. Who was that? Rocky. Yep. Kevin Jampolis. I, I, never, I never knew how you guys ended. In fact, I'm, I have a letter. <laughs> I do I remember the two of you being together, actually. The Jampolises were known as, like, because it yeah. was Kenny and Jill Jampolis, and then it was, like, Danielle and Rocky. That was, like, Jampolises were, were long-term relationship people. Well, he broke up with me after a, a summer and a half. That's and, long. Uh, I'm looking at camp. a letter. That's all it was? You guys what? were, that's, that's all it, it was? All right. I think it was only a summer and a half, but I still have a letter that he wrote me. Mm-hmm. From camp. Um, yeah, he broke up with me to go out with Andrea Satinsky. Oh, oh. So. Like one, two, three, like broke up with you and asked her out like a half hour later or? Basically. Uh, Rocky. Yeah. So, but first <laughs> of all. Did you call him Rocky or Kevin? I called him Kevin. Okay. okay. But, you know, on his, <laughs> his stationery, which I'm looking at, it says Kevin, but then in parentheses, Rocky. All right, just in why, case. Why did you guys call him Rocky? I really don't know the I answer. I think because to that. when he was a little kid, he looked like uh, like a little like Rocky, Rocky and Marciano. Yeah, I, no, I Marciano. heard something. <laughs> yeah, oh, Rocky Marciano. I think it was pre-Rocky Stallone. Rocky. It was. I think Rocky Jesus, yeah, Marciano. Did you? What is he doing? Have you heard from him? He's saw someone him I very briefly. There was a uh, reunion in 2012, and I saw him very briefly. Um, he looked. He looked good. He looked exactly the same, almost, except his hair was was parted to the side. What is he doing? Where is he living? Is he married? I don't know. Is, I don't know. I think you don't know. I don't yeah. see him on Facebook. I have no idea yeah. what he's up to. I, I tried to Google him because, you know, I do that all the time. Like, <laughs> I couldn't find That's anything. No, he's, he's low key. He's, he's, uh, he's, staying, he's keeping a low profile. I heard he might be moving to Cleveland, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the last I heard. <laughs> to the well, suburbs. I'm moving out of Cleveland soon, so. Oh, all right. Where are you going? Where are you going? Um, I shouldn't talk about it, but I am for job. You don't want to, don't. Right. For job reasons, I'm looking at Denver and Baltimore. Denver's a nice place to live. Um, I heard it's beautiful, yeah. and I'm an outdoors person, so I would love that, but I am such an East Coast girl. You could cover right. good shit in Baltimore, though, because that's, like, that's a hot spot. I mean, for better or for worse, you know what I mean? So the And, and weed's legal, so. <laughs> Is it in Baltimore? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, Denver. no, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. I was talking Baltimore. Like you could become like you get a you know it'll be a to story that end. You know, we saw somebody posted on on Facebook the other day. A Swago guy opened up a lodge, a bed and breakfast called Bud, Bud and, and Breakfast. breakfast. Wait, <laughs> what's it called? Bud and Breakfast <laughs> oh, outside of Denver. 
It's a Joel Schneider. We're planning a, a camp trip there. I don't yeah, remember I don't a female him. Schneider, but there was a Scott Schneider. We had a Scott Schneider in our group. And, in I, our group, and I believe it's his older brother, Joel. It is. I think it's that's pretty funny, confirmed. right? That is. It's that, hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Badly behaved. And you know who else? Because I'll, you know, here I'm cocktailing. I'll give you gossip. You know who I dated at camp? Way, so it's all what? Fine. We're all drinking. So I know. I see you cocktailing. Do you know who I dated after camp in high school? No. Brian Zucker. Oh, really? Brian Zucker. Okay. You don't remember him? I remember of course Brian. I do. Yeah. It was Brian yeah. Evans Henry. He was, was, uh, was Evans' younger brother. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we dated for a while. Was he oh. the Zucker from Parsippany? Yes. How do you yeah. remember this shit? Because I live, because I Danielle, live we do a podcast far away. Come on. Yeah, hey, we, <laughs> Howie and I have been talking Swago constantly now for 37 episodes. Everything's come up. We've got oh everyone's phone God. numbers, hometowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I grew up Brian's not that in Parsippany, and my dad and his wife lived in Verona, which was nearby. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. we didn't drive at that time. So our parents used to drive us back and forth. You were city, though. Weren't you a city girl? Yes. Okay. Born and raised Howie. in the city. And who... Oh, my God. I have a story. What the hell is his name? Oh, God. Tall. Russell. Russell Gewurz. Russell Gewurz. Yeah. Yes. He was, he was a guest on here, and he told us that he had went on a date with you, actually. Do, well, did he tell you about that date? What happened? He, he told us how it ended. There was a car chase. or a car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, refresh yes. my memory. Tell me what happened. I don't, Russ was trying to pull into a spot, and he, oh, these other guys thought, took, a, I guess, offense to it, and so they chased him around the block, and he had to, like, He's on a date with you, and he's trying to drive away. He's, he's like That's dirty. That's hysterical. Happy. It's, yeah, it's, right. It's hysterical. And I'm on like a car chase, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what the f? I mean, get me out of here. He said, Did you go on a second date? He's like, no. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was all the end of date on a car chase. That's that's it. I was like, no, thank you. He told it very heroically, though. He was he was you know that it was a driving skill that saved the day. I, whatever it was, I just said, you know what? I ain't rolling this way. Good right. to see you. <laughs> bye bye. I'm no gangster. Yeah, I, no, All I right. don't roll I that you. way. But it's it's a bummer to me that it's not around anymore because I yeah. I would love to reminisce with the young kids that you know would still be there because they were just the greatest memories ever in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I think it's like so we've talked about this with everyone that comes on here like just the what it gives you as a person going to that community and being there for two months and like leaving your family behind and now oh. having these, these peers that become your family in a way and, yep. and you know, getting through that for eight weeks and, and thriving in it. Like it just, it builds you as a person. Such a great community. Yeah, I, definitely. you know, a story try. that I tell, and I don't know if they did this at your camp, but you know, we had kids as young as what, five, six? Six, I mean, seven, yeah, boy yeah. size. We yeah. had six-year-olds for sure. And you know what it was like a visiting day when the parents had to leave. Yeah, they used to sad. take the little kids in our camp and put them in a rowboat while their parents were on shore. <laughs> I remember this, yeah. And I do oh, remember they did that it in your camp, too? No. No, no, no. I no, don't this was, think this was so. I remember only. the girls. No, nobody, no, they didn't, like, take the kids away offshore. They like. rowed them into the <laughs> middle of the lake, and then the parents would leave. Oh, that's, like, traumatic. You know? I, I mean, it's funny in retrospect with those poor kids, but the parents would have never been able to leave. I guess. It's it always sad. It's always the grabbing party. of the leg, you know? So did you ever, I, I don't know, how long were you guys there for? So I was there from 72 till the, uh, the year before the end, 
83 was that how? 84 was the last year? Um, 83 was the last year. So 82. So well, I was, 84 was the last year, but our right, last we, year, yeah, 82-83. Was that the last year the camp was open, or you just were done? No, we, we were, were done count- in 83, 84 it closed. Right. So Okay. Because I don't know if you know the story between my whole group. Um, we went on, you know, the annual trip to Cornell and Ithaca and the glass-blowing factory. Right, right. And somehow, I don't know how this happened, but some of the girls got hold of weed and were smoking on this trip. And somebody ratted them out, and we all came home. And by the way, I wasn't one of the people who smoked, FYI. Okay. But we all got back (laughs) to camp, and they said, you're not invited back next year. Oh. To a bunch of the girls in my bunk. So. What year was that? Like, it was... Are you a first year senior? So did you get I'm to second year? I'm gonna say oh, I graduated high school eighty four, eighty three, eighty two, maybe eighty one. Okay. Eighty one, eighty two, and you know a bunch of my girlfriends weren't invited back, so we didn't go back. And then Lisa Barouche and I went to another camp. Have you ever heard of Camp Anawana? No. Oh, you went oh. to another camp after. <laughs> You're lucky. Wow, pretty interesting. It was associated with Cutchers. So you were kicked out. No, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't kicked out. Danielle, like, on principle, stayed out. She was like, oh, you were no. just, okay, you were just. I wasn't going back because my girlfriends right, weren't going back. Weren't there. So Lisa and I went to this other camp, Camp Anawana, and she left on visiting day. Oh. That's how much, how <laughs> awful this camp was and how much we hated it. And, but you stuck it out, huh? I stuck it out. You know why? Because you didn't want to go home. Was, yeah, going to dad's nope. house. Nope, because I met John Rosenthal. Oh, comes full go, circle. Wow. Wait, you met Rosie at camp? At camp? How great is that? I yep. thought you were. I thought you were friends from home. No, well, I'm in New York City. How would I be friends from him from home? I, I guess that's the city. Sure. He, I always assumed they he, went to like the city public school together, or not that. No, like, Rosie started on the island, and then he, he ended was Merrick up. Long Island. Right. Was he? Oh. Yeah, yes. he was. I always assumed he was a city kid because because of you. That's His fine. family moved in after anyway. So well, that was years later. Of, but right, right, he, right, right. He was a lifeguard at Cutcher's Country Club. <laughs> and I went, that Rosie. Right, and I went to Cutcher's <laughs> Camp Anawana, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, we were at the hotel. And I was in the lifeguard's bunks. Don't ask me why again. And I see him walk in. And I said to myself, oh, my God, I'm madly in love. I'm going to marry this guy. This He's was love at first sight. He's a handsome guy. He's and, and you know what? You know, you guys know I've been going through pictures and stuff because I'm, you know, yeah. boxing stuff up. And I, I've been going through the pictures. And I was like, yeah, he is a good looking guy. He was, he was infatuated with you, and uh, I was madly in love with him. Yeah. So what and, happened? What happened? Uh, he cheated on me. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Rosie Blue is best chance ever is yep. cheated on you. And oh my god! And there's no forgiveness. It was it's the like, worst movie yeah, ever was, made. It's been right. downhill since oh then. All the guys, all his friends, blame me mm-hmm. for the breakup, and I'm like, are you kidding me? They have no, oh. my, I was devastated. Really? Like betrayed? I was so in love. Yeah. Mm. And I, you know, I'm a guinea wop Jew and I never forgave him. I hear you. 
I mean, we still speak. In fact, I don't know if you did got he try? That. Did he try to I, beg I forgiveness? Speak to John every he now did. And then. He's begged forgiveness for 30 well, years. How, how he doesn't know John, I mean, <laughs> I, that well. I've met him. I've met him. I know him just because I went to college with him. You were and Brandeis. Brandeis won, and his family, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but they were very generous to me at a, around 9 11 and allowed me to stay. I was just getting divorced. They allowed me to stay in their house out in the Hamptons when they weren't there. Wow. So there's like, you know, there's like a, there's something there, you know, and John and I have, I haven't been talking a lot lately, but every now and then I hear from him. And uh, so their families got some meaning to me in my, in my life. I don't know them that well, but they did something very nice for me. So it, and it ended up paying off. Like things got very good for me at that point. So they have a special place in my I'm so glad to hear that because I will never talk to those people as long as I live. Okay. Look. <laughs> there seems to be a difference of opinion here. On no, the well, um, actually, no, there isn't. I know exactly what Danielle's talking about. Okay. They just did one generous act for me. And, and that's great. And that was fine, but they're not easy people. That's, no. Let's, uh, we don't need to get into that right now. Yeah, no. Yeah. But, um, you want to talk about a guy's parents? No, I don't think we should at the moment. No. Wait, what? I don't think we should like, talk oh, you, about You don't want to talk about a, a guy who's not on the show's parents? I think that, no. uh, listen, anyway. I'm, I've always been upfront with John about it. He knows how I feel. Absolutely. In fact, I said, your parents are the reason we can't get back together. Because I, I'll never get past what they did. Um, however, now I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, he just texted me three days ago. Apparently, he got this great new job. Funny, I just got a text from him like three, two or three days ago. I haven't oh, heard from him the same day. I didn't get anything. Let's see if we got a group text here. I'll tell you what he said. <laughs> hey, tell me. Uh, hey, Pearl. I'm still in Boston. Ran into Len Asper, another Brandeis guy, at the restaurant I work at last night. Asked for all you guys. Things are great. Hope same for you. Oh, nice. no, no, no. I got the, he just got That's a, a new nice message, though. Promotion yeah, and he... You know, he said he's doing great, so I'm thrilled for him. I couldn't feel absolutely. I hope. I mean, he needs it. He needs a break. But let me ask you something. Did you see the pictures I posted from Brandeis? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going. That's what actually led to this whole getting together. And it's just funny. I'm like, how does Danielle know Brad Hamburger and Sean Udo (laughs) and all these guys from Brandeis? And I'm like, okay, Rosie, that's how. And and I'm sure you know. I guess. Farmy, just farmy. I don't know a single one <laughs> of those guys. Oh, you don't know Seriously. any of them. Oh, I, I don't know do any of the, them. Okay. I just have the pictures. I know his high school friends. Okay, I thought you knew them because you said you visited Brandeis. Well, I did, but I you guess know. he didn't get to know his that, friends. Yeah, that we, we were stoned all the time, right? so I hang out in the room, <laughs> say hi to the friends as you walk by. That's about it. That was what everyone was at. <laughs> That's the at visit Brandeis. from the girlfriend who doesn't live there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, I, I wasn't paying attention. All I will tell you is, though, when he moved into that off-campus apartment, Ooh. that I sat on the floor of his kitchen with a toothbrush <laughs> scrubbing his god-awful stove. Because he needed so it, I'm sure. And, and, and he ruined this. He ruined he it. He ruined it, man. He blew man. it. He no blew it. for me. Yeah. Hey, so, Danielle, Howie mentioned to me that, um, that there was a point where we connected – Post camp. That oh, I remember. You don't remember? How do you I know don't. Howie? Why you? Howie wasn't there. I thought I was there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, wait, he's wait, the one who remembered now. it. I didn't even remember it. <laughs> wait, I'm 
then you're thinking of something different than I am. You mean we hooked up, hooked up? No. We didn't, no, no. Oh. But, but, but I remember up. you, Did Alan, we hook up and, and I you don't had, a, you had a friend from high school. <laughs> That's what I'm us, saying. I don't the remember. The four of us oh, hung out one night in the city. With a friend. Name, name a friend of yours from high school. Who's your best friend from high school? What's her name? Oh, God. Tina Friedman, Tina. Matt Goldstein. Yeah. That was it. It was you, Tina, Alan, and I. We hung out in the city one night. You sure it wasn't Mara Goldstein? Pretty sure it wasn't Mara Goldstein. Uh, All right. Well, Tina Friedman, Mara Goldstein were my two best friends from high school. Okay. Where were we? American or whatever that was? I don't know. I have no, I just remember we were out and that that was it. I have no other memory of it. I have a vague memory, but I don't remember what we even did. What I was referring to was, Alan, you referred me to one of your friends. uh, Is it Liebner? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Adam, yeah. Some agents in the business. Right. Yeah. I did? Way back when I did that? Way back when. He was no freaking help. <laughs> but you, you did good refer man. me to him. I tried. Oh, that was nice. You did. And I actually, because uh, you're A-L-A-N, and I stupidly wrote, yes, and my friend A-L-L-E-N. So oh. I'm sure he was. They didn't, ca- they didn't catch that. Yeah, right. I don't know. Sure, he was like, me. he doesn't even he's know. Not that good with details. <laughs> Look, he they misspelled Alan's first name. I'm not calling it back. Right. Well, I, you know, as a journalist, you're not supposed to make mistakes like that. But needless to say, they didn't take me on as a client. Uh oh. They blew it. It was their error. Typo. Goddamn typo. Well, Alan actually, they shouldn't blame him. They, they told Alan, and they allowed him to have the decision on this, and he was very upset. Oh, please. Had two L's and an E. I, I said, she did outraged. what? He was outraged. Yeah, I don't even know how we w- that happened. Maybe John hooked it up. Because I remember I was looking for an agent, and they were a big agency. They still are. Yeah, they sold it to a UTA. To UTA, yeah. which is huge. I, yeah. So you still speak to him. He's me, Howie, Adam, and John Liebner, and my brother and Howie's brother do a, um, an annual trip where we camp out up near camp. Every year, this is like our 24th or whatever year coming up. It's in like two weeks. Sense. When is it? When are we going? It's like, like, it's like in 10 days. Yeah, two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. So we see Adam and John, the Liebners, the whole time. At least on that trip and, and other times throughout yeah. the year. Wait, and so where exactly do you go? There's a campground up near, up the Delaware, more near Equinunk. It's really nice. And we just go camp out and do a... Which is ironic because we hated awesome. the canoe trip as campers. Like that was the worst part of camp. Was what? Can- it, it was. I'm sorry. This is doing just my, the my canoe food. trip to Skinner's Falls. Yeah, that was that was not fun. Yeah, we oh never liked God, that. You enjoyed it? Never liked that. Did you get sunburned? That. And tired? No. <laughs> Wait, what? We. No, you we, really you loved it, huh? We loved Skinner's Falls. Well, I love Skinner's Falls. Don't get me wrong, but I like to take a car there. Oh, no, we loved the canoe trip. And it was hysterical because some idiot would always, you know, toss their boat over. Mm-hmm. So we'd laugh the whole way. And people, you know, you'd see your, what were those things we used to eat? Those moon pies or whatever? Oh, the scooter pies. The scooter pies. You'd see them <laughs> floating down the river. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, I, I can picture that. No, I used to love that. Wait, right. camp we love, swag oh mine. You got it. That exactly. was your song. That was our alma mater. You had a better uh, song, though. The girls. This was sweet. Yeah, as much. You always compliment, like, and, and and you broke into harmonies while singing it. The lake always... has a shaped as a heart. 
Yeah. I was like, and a long last. And some people go, right. Ah, and some oh, people go, I was like, whoa, look what that's like magical. What are they doing? Oh, God. <laughs> it was just freaking awesome. And color war and oh, my God. But even sort of the masculine identity of Swago with its sports and all that. And then Swatona would come over and they would sing in harmony. There was this, you know, not to be sexist about it, but the camps were handled just a little bit differently so that they had these sort of masculine and feminine traits to them. For sure. And I, I got to tell you, you know, it was a boys and girls camp, obviously. And then Lisa and I went to a co-ed camp. Mm -hmm. I thought mind, right? the, much different. I, right? I hated it. Yeah. Right? I it's thought like, the boys and girls camp separately was good, and then we'd have our dates in the canteen. And expectations exactly. were we so high, it. it was so exciting because right. this is, we're going to keep you apart and bring you together for like one hour on. Thursday. I loved it, and I <laughs> used to go up on the hill, the soccer field, in the girls' mm -hmm. camp. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't bother us, but yeah, we that's what we used to do and hang out there. Right. You and Rocky. <laughs> hey. Me and Rocky before he the dumped rock. me. Well, you haven't gotten over that one. <laughs> well, like I said, he's the only boy that ever broke up with me, he, so I'm I'm still he, a little bitter about that. that. How did he, did he do it? Do what it did he say that letter? You? Was the letter how he broke up with you? No, no, no. Oh. He said, what did he say? I, I just don't think this is working out. And I looked at him and I said, are you breaking up with me? Shocking. Like for 13. Did he give you the old, you know, I just want to be friends. I still just want to be friends. Nope, I didn't even get that. Did he get the friends thing? Nope, I just got, are you breaking up? And I don't know what he said after that, but I was listen, to be acquaintances, maybe. I was crushed. But I have a good story, actually. Do you remember Andrea Linsky? Of course. I dated her. One of Alan's. Everyone loved her. Oh, and I got to ask you who you thought were the hot girls in camp. But there was going to be a mix. Yeah, thank you. Know. A little young for us at the time, but, you know, she looks good. But you know who I had a crush on? Was he your age? Andy Hammer? He was with us. He was like a year or two older. Older, right? Was, yeah. But he was in our was group. He? First year seniors. Yeah. He was a second year senior. Third year senior. Oh, the biggest crush on him. He was a good looking guy, Hammer. Mm -hmm. And he went yeah. out, though. He chose Karen. I don't remember her last name over me. Karen. Um, oh, uh, right? I know, too. Um, one's my sister's friend. That she was Karen? well endowed. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Karen Fisher. Yes. Yeah, she was so well endowed. She's a big I, age difference. She had to be like four years older than you, no? No, she was my sister's age, which is okay. two years older than me. Right, and then Danielle's, what, two years younger than us? So that's, that's four, isn't it? No, she's three years younger than you, two years than me. All right. I don't know. I'll allow it. Whatever. It shows like. her over <laughs> me. It was very upsetting. Um, but actually, we connected on Facebook. And I've spoken to him a few, Hammer. you know, just through Facebook. Hammer. Yeah, but oh, so here's the He's here's single. the story I was going to tell you. There was a mixed doubles tennis tournament, and Kevin Rocky was picked right. as the guy. Now Andrea Linsky was the best athlete in our camp. Mm -hmm. um, she and I was a decent athlete, but she could wipe the floor with me. And is this just a social mixed doubles thing, or are you playing intercamp? Uh, it was intercamp. Oh, okay. It was intercamp. Wow. And, you know, they put us against each other on the tennis court to see who would play better. She purposefully lost so I could play with him. Uh, that's nice. nice. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's friendship. Did, did you feel you needed to play with him to keep things going? Or no, no, no. At that point, everything was... was fine. But, you know, I, I of course, right. wanted to play with him. Okay. That's and she lost purposefully so I could play with him. I mean, she didn't say that to me, but I knew it because she was such a better player. How'd you guys do? We lost. 
Ah. <laughs> we lost. You put yourself first, Daniel. Because, ahead because of, of me. Yes. Because my serve was awful. Uh, but yeah, we lost because of me. But I mean, that's I. I don't speak. Nobody speaks to her anymore. They don't know where she is. What's going on? Andrew Linsky. Yeah. Scott Pocal. Scott. <laughs> you know him? I know the name. He was wait, a waiter. Wait. Was he what? Was a waiter, and he dated Andrew. That's what I was going to say. I thought he was a waiter. Wow. Yeah, we were all like, whoa. Now, were you still there when I dated the water skiing instructor from your camp? Who was that? I don't know. All I remember is his name was Gary. He was a very good-looking guy, dark hair, tall, longish hair. Not British? No, 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 no. Uh, The water ski guys were generally British. Nope. So you were dating a counselor? I was. And you were what year? I was too young to be dating him. Um, (laughs) And I I tell that story because I was, I guess, about 14 and he was 17. And the difference in those ages at that age was enormous. For me, at least. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, yeah, a 14-year-old girl back then should not have been dating a 17-year-old. No, definitely not. And you knew that at the time or you, you realize that now? Well, I knew it felt awkward at the time. Mm-hmm. But like, I still did it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? But what the hell? <laughs> no, nothing Nothing serious happened, but it was still, you know, he yeah. was more was advanced and, and wanted to get fresher. How's that? Mm-hmm. Then I was, you know, ready for her. And he ended up getting kicked out of camp because a bunch of your guys <laughs> went on a raid to our bunks. And he was one of them, and he got caught. I mean, a counselor going on a raid's not really cool. Yeah, but and, I was surprised he get fired for it. I mean, oh no, like he a, got fired. I, I'm sure they used it just as an excuse because they didn't mm-hmm. want a counselor dating they, camper. They heard, they heard that rumor about the, him and a 14 year old. What? Oh, <laughs> and they were like, whatever, whatever excuse we have on the guy, just kick <laughs> him yeah, out. Yeah, they now. kicked him out. All right. Um, yeah, well, that's but a shame. And then Rocky came after him. No, Rocky was before him. Okay. No, Rocky was my first boyfriend at Swatona. Were you a color war leader? Oh, God, no. They oh, were, you didn't get to your friends, you, your friends you got kicked out. Yeah, you didn't get to that year, right? You got yeah, to just... everyone got kicked out. And they would have never made me a color war leader anyway. I, You know, for whatever reason, Audrey didn't like me. No? I don't know why, but I wasn't the favored camper for sure. I mean, we were, uh, well, we got in trouble all the time. In fact, we had probably the dirtiest bunk in the camp. And we once were docked from a whole day of activities and they made us stay in and clean. I, they just had all the slobs in, in my bunk. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, and, and Audrey it, it, took it, offense to it, I guess, it, huh? And even at, in the dining hall, I mean, it was a mess. Somebody would always spill something. And then when we had chicken wings... God, what sick girls we were. We would throw the bones under. Are you guys gone? Yeah, I, I lost, lost you video. guys too. Oh, I lost all of you. But we would, we would throw the bones at each other under the table. See, we didn't do anything like that. That's, yeah. that's, that's crazy stuff. Yeah, we were not. <laughs> we were I always remember late you for being a person. I always remember you being someone who had a lot of spunk. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Spunky Danielle. Dude, I, was, I, well, I just remember you as someone who would speak your mind. 
it has gotten, I can't believe that I was like that back then because it has gotten 500 times worse. And that is because of the career I'm in. I mean, I have to chase people down the street, yell at them. I mean, politicians, I'm always risking getting beaten up. Um, <laughs> hey, so guys, speak, speaking of which, I got to interrupt for a second because I'm, I'm on my two-minute warning here with the, with the software that we're using. It's a free thing, so we're only allocated an hour of time. So I'm going to shut it down. We'll hang up. Well, we can stay on the um, stay on Skype, but just hang with me one second. Oh, we're I go see. Off there the you go. Say. All right, here we come. We're back. You're back. You're cutting into my cocktail time, but I'm, I'm all happy to talk to you. We multitask here, Danielle. <laughs> well, I wanted to do it down at the bar, but I couldn't get it so up. What, I, I, can't, I can't be responsible for the bad uh, the bar, band in the bar. The bar is in Waukesha. That's, that's your responsibility. We, we have a bar and restaurant in my complex, well, which is dangerous, but... And are you friendly with the people who live there? Obviously. Oh my God! Well, the bar. Well, the the community's very tight. In fact, as soon as I walked in, I had you know ready-made friends, which is awesome. And we all hang out there. It's it's like Cheers. Um, <laughs> everybody knows your name. Everybody knows your name. And in fact, the bartender and I are, are the girl are, are very close. We go out you know socially outside, okay. but it's just a great place, and everybody can walk home, so there's no issues. Mm -hmm. Um, you walk, but it, you it walk is, to where, where you were working? You could walk? To where no, I can't walk to where I was oh, working, oh. but I can walk to my... You walk home from the bar. Oh, okay. oh yeah. <laughs> I usually the building. Drive, I think it's in the building. Got it, got it. Just take the elevator. You get, Well, the, the, the bar's in the other building, so... Ah, what a hassle. Uh, well, I used to live in that <laughs> building, and that was dangerous because you had to pass the bar to get mm -hmm. to your condo. Oh, wow. So, you know, you'd walk by <laughs> and you'd hear your friends in there laughing and screaming. And you'd be like, ah, let me just stop in for one. And, mm -hmm. you know, they never eat walking to their units. That's kind of stereotypical Clevelandy, isn't it? That you would have like, a, you'd have to walk by a bar to get to your home apartment. Like it's kind of, that fits the stereotype, right? Well, what do you of mean? Cleveland? Bars oh, yeah, I, I, in New York. I know, but I just feel like Cleveland's that got that is the beer drinking sort of oh, city. Oh, they're you know huge what I mean? drinkers. I mean, in a good way. Listen, I I think the Midwest is the best place on earth, the best people in the world. I and, I lived in Chicago for six years, and I absolutely fell in love. Loved it. Would have stayed there, but I wanted to move up my career, and um, uh, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, Cleveland was the place to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they gave me a break and a big opportunity, and I am very grateful for that. Uh, and there's things I love about the Midwest. The problem is when you're dealing with somebody like me who is the biggest mouth in creation and is no filter, they don't get it. Yeah. You know, my girlfriends at work, I, I'll tell you two funny stories. One of my girlfriends, when I first got to the station, said, oh, God, this girl's going to be a problem. And we ended up being best friends. And then I have another girl who, you know, aptly says, you're an acquired taste. <laughs> you know, because you first meet me, I'm a bull in a china shop, and you don't, you know, I got a big heart, and there's a mush behind all that, but I got a It's funny, because I always think that's appealing, right? I always think the New York thing that aura right. sells outside exactly. New York, but maybe, that's my, but maybe that's my bias, uh, you know? Not in Ohio. Right. It could be my bias. They, yeah, they are shocked by it, and I had another girlfriend who used to say, why are you yelling at me? And I would think... I'm not yelling at you. What do you mean? We're having a conversation. 
And well, she like, like I watched some of your clips, you know, from your news and some stuff with animals. I remember I thought you were great. I thought uh, you were like really just like natural. And it wasn't that. So, you know, when you watch like new shows and there's that fake banter that sort of goes on. Yeah, between that's two not people, me. And it's and, and that's the worst. Like, you know, like it's almost like you, you get too far into knowing what's going on there. Like, right. You were always very natural, very sort of just, you know. But you're to, that is definitely how I did my broadcast because I, you know, I, I couldn't fake it. I couldn't right. smile at the stupid stories and pretend, oh, how sweet, how cute. But I, I happen to love animals. <laughs> so the animal things that you saw were very genuine because I, right. I, I, uh, I worked with the zoo for a long time. And mm -hmm. I, I couldn't have been happier. Those are my favorite stories to do with the zoo. I was a little upset when you put up suggestions for your, because uh, I think you were doing the uh, consumer reporter beat thing. You know, we would track down the unethical company. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, you were like, I need a name for the segment. So mine was um, Serene, no, you don't. And you were like, <laughs> I, didn't like I, was, it. I, I was pissed you didn't use it. I was like, come on. No, it's Danielle's doghouse is pretty funny. No, Danielle's doghouse is good. Listen. I mean, that worked. That was that like was. You said it's not going to work in Cleveland. My friend. Yeah. No, that worked <laughs> in almost every market that I've been in. I mean, depending on the the news station. I mean, some stations are more conservative, but that that people had fun with that. They're right. like, we don't want to end up in your doghouse. And then I would do uh, Danielle does it work, where I would test all products, and every, people would always be, so does it work? You know, all right, right. Not into me. It was fun. It, it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully, shortly, I can continue it. I mean, granted, you know, it was partially me being so picky, mm -hmm. and that's why I parted ways with my agent because he kept coming to me with jobs in places I didn't want to go to. So I, I, I sense a conversation on CT. On the what? <laughs> on our canoe trip in ten days. Oh yeah. So I mean, part of that was my issue. But um, I miss doing what I did. I mean, I, I love, you know, righting the wrongs and going after the bad guys. I, I really right. enjoy doing that. Well, it's got to be fulfilling. You get to tell this little story and, and do justice. You know, it's like, you know, right. this person that didn't have any power. And, and what business person wants to get a phone call from the consumer report right. person at no, the TV no, stand? No. Like, oh, no. You know, uh, like, whatever I got to do, I'll do. Like when oh, we showed up, it was hysterical. Uh, right? I mean, people must have just been like, all right, you know, we're giving it twice our money back. And. The smartest people. They don't, though. You see the guys. They, like, block. No comment. They, block, they, they, they throw just, the cameraman out the store. Yeah, it's like, they, like, close the door in your face. <laughs> Those are the stupid people. Right. Like, you will look the best if you're calm and cool and you're willing to work with us. But when you do the slam on the door and cursing at me, I I'll kill you. Do you let them work with you? Like, if, if at the point where you meet them, if they're like, listen, I'm we're sorry, I'm going to take care of it. Like, do you treat them well? Or is it still, is there still an angle though where you want to sort of make it bad guy versus good guy? I will treat them well, but I'm still airing the story. Right, okay. Because if, if it took me getting involved, then you right. still did then wrong. It, right, right, okay. But I'll be nicer to them. But And the people who never return my phone call, if I call you and I give you an opportunity to make right and you don't return you know, my you phone follow call, through. Uh -oh. it's over. on. You're in the doghouse. Dang Right into the doghouse. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Didn't get out either. Uh, my, my, one of the, my favorite stories I ever did, and I never put this on a reel because I'd never get hired if I did, certainly back in the day, is we went after this moving company who They're would- the worst. Yeah. They're they the would worst. quote one price, and then they would come to your house to deliver the stuff. They'd quote another, and if you 
fought with right. them or what wouldn't pay do? them, they'd say. And, and they're protected by federal legislation that limits the amount of damages yeah. that can be paid to any particular yeah. person that uses them. It's unbelievable how it, protected they are. It's awful. So, and this particular company, if you didn't pay them the extra price, they would take your stuff and put it into storage and sell it. <laughs> so we had this elderly woman who needed this special bed because she had this terrible back and couldn't oh, no. walk, and they held her crap forever. We finally got them to deliver it. And when they showed up, of course, we're there with our cameras. And they said, unless you put those cameras away, we're not going to deliver it. And we said, we're not putting our cameras away. So they said, okay, we're packing up and leaving. And there was no freaking way I was going to allow that to happen. <laughs> so while they're outside, I jump in the moving van. Whoa. And Whoa. lock the doors on either side, and they go trying to come in, and I think I'm going to get the crap beat out of me. And they're screaming at me from the outside, and I'm. Is your is your camera guy getting this? Oh, we have it all on camera. Oh. And I'm saying, my job is to protect these people, and I'm not going anywhere. Go, there you go. There you go. Put the horns in now. It was awesome, and we called 911, and it turns out they were driving an illegal truck. Mm-hmm. So one guy gets arrested, and the other guy must have been illegal because he runs into the bushes when the <laughs> cops come. So all the people in the community start helping this woman unload the truck and oh get her stuff into her unit. Nice. This is like Billy Jack. But wait, we get it up there. <laughs> half the crap is broken, and half the crap is not hers. This is like a 70-year-old woman, and there were boxes full of right, hustle they just, magazines. They just, right, yeah. they just threw whatever boxes they had of shit together I, to give to yeah, her. But, no inventory. And, and, yeah, but... Here's the worst part. I mean, granted, we outed this company, and I mean, I don't know what happened to them, but this woman insisted on paying at the end of it. Paying the moving Wrote company? Wrote the guys a check. Subsequent to all this occurring? She, all she of this. Uh, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, they, yeah, I, I just... That's insane. I mean, That's a story in closure. She needed her own closure. Whatever it was. Yeah. She paid them hey. at the end, and I was shocked, but uh, I was just fortunate. So, so they, they, were, they were nowhere to be found, but they were able to cash that check. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, I was just glad I outed the company, but I no, mean, that's, that's the stuff I love to do. Bit. I would love to see that video clip of me jumping in that it's truck, good. hitting oh, the Oh, it's locks. funny. It's gotta I be great. Probably, it's gotta be a highlight. I could probably load it on my, uh, I have a YouTube channel. I could probably load it on that. I mean, it's funny. Mm -hmm. It really what's, what's the cra What's the craziest thing you've ever recorded on, like, like live from a scene, anything like that? Like where you've been, you know, put on the spot. Uh, murders, car crashes, you know, just awful stuff. Usually when you're live at the scene, it's not good stuff that you want to cover. Ugly scene. Right, right. To be quite honest. I mean, the, the only funny story I can tell is I've never been caught cursing on the air, which is shocking to me. <laughs> but uh, one day we were what's called live up on the bird. And that's when you're up on the satellite, but you're not yet broadcasting. Okay. So that people who have satellite TV can tune in and see it, but you're not over the air. And I'm at a fire, and I don't know what I was pissed off about, but I am MFing like, you know, a truck driver. <laughs> and, you know, my producer gets on the phone. She's like, listen, you're live, you know, up on the satellite. Tone it down, man. I mean, you're going to get yourself fired. Uh, you know, and some people, it's gone over the air. Yeah. You know, not knowing 
Yeah, but I right. think uh, people are generally pretty forgiving about that these days, don't you think? Like, I don't think people are like, like if you've accidentally cursed on the air, is there going to be that big of an uprising for people being like, that's outrageous and she must be fired? No, but the bosses will fire you. But that's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. People have been fired because of that. Um, cursing I mean, on the air or cursing when they a feed you're not supposed to hear? No, on the air. I mean, I, one time on the air. Like, if it's repeated, maybe. But if it's if it's one time. I had a girlfriend who was covering a Black Lives, uh, you know, Matter? demonstration. She didn't know she was law. Well, she didn't know her mic was hot, as we call it. And she had been standing out in the freezing cold for hours. And she's on, you know, she doesn't know her mic's live. And she's like, you know, what the F are we doing out here? And we've been out here for hours and I got to pee. And there's only <laughs> well, five marchers here. What? And people heard it and were crazed. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if she has to pee. That's, that's, that's way over the line. Yeah, but she didn't know she was live, <laughs> and she's standing outside for four hours. She's got to It's go ridiculous. To the Nobody cares. It seems like they just. It seems like it's just. Oh, here's something I can do because they violated a rule. But well, you know. uh, she didn't get fired because of it, but certainly she got called into the boss's office. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised okay. there's never been a new show like an HBO or where you're not. You know, you have more latitude where, where they allow profanity. Like news has this sort of. I guess, you know, very high regard. But That's the FCC. It's not us. No, I know. I know. No, but I would... it's like I don't want my accountant Cursing dropping F-bombs while he's no, talking. No, I know. There's, 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 like, right, it's right. Like Journalism has an integrity to it. That you want You're right. To as I was saying that, I'm like, you know what? That doesn't work. That I used, work. To, there, I used to get complaints because they were saying, we don't want to hear your opinion. We want to hear the news. And now, where do you draw the line, like, Do you want viewers or do you? <laughs> viewers. Yeah. Well, I, I would happen Just to have been on a broadcast where they wanted us to give our point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. And where I could be edgy and sarcastic and funny, but there were still viewers who didn't yeah. want any part of that. Has anybody ever experimented with not doing the weather for like seven minutes and just oh, making geez, it like God. just flashing it on the screen? Like, yeah, like when you go to commercial. Seven minutes, they start like, I don't understand why the weather gets as much attention as it does. They preview it from the first minute from, you show from up. The light, from the, the day I was like six, I was like questioning this and I still do. It's I five seconds believe, of information. I, I can't. First of all, I didn't realize because I don't remember growing up them doing this in New York. But eyewitness I'm, News, Danielle? You didn't grow up with Eyewitness? No, I did, but I don't remember growing Will up. You tell? Mr. J? Weather, of course I do, but I don't remember weather <laughs> being that big. And that has well, been... Who's the weathermen? He has my, weathermen. It's my biggest complaint here. They are obsessed with weather. And who is? The audience? The, the, the news, the news stations. The, this right. is the phrase. Think, okay. Win with weather. Because apparently ratings go up when there's bad weather. But well, yeah, that I get. How long does it take to get that information, though? I agree. Five <laughs> seconds. This is it's the weather. Literally, just show the screen. But it seems like everyone's always dedicated seven minutes of your half-hour news show to this, like, thing. I, it's like telling me the time for ten minutes. Like, I, I get it. It's All right. And then they would start. Then they give you today's the current weather. Hold on. We'll be back in five, <laughs> right. four right. You, right. you stroke me for two minutes and then you don't even tell me what the weather is tomorrow morning. Right. Like, we'll be right, right. back. So like, you're telling me what on, I could see. Now you're playing window. games. Thanks for telling me what happened today and what I could see out my window. Right. Now, right. <laughs> Not only what you could see out your window, they stick these poor reporters in blizzards. Oh, those poor so, bastards. Right. And here's what they do. They take a yardstick and they measure how deep the snow is. Every reporter right. does that. Like, what Always do we need to know about? And then they, like, hold yeah. their hat in place to make, exaggerate a little bit how yeah. It is, though. It, it, they have to I don't it get it. 
I fought all the time. When when you wanted to open my show with weather, I would just go ballistic. You're telling me there's no other important news besides the fact that it's snowing? Tell me what's on between 8 o'clock and like 10 o'clock at night on TV. It's more important than the weather. It would be better better (laughs) information than seven minutes of weather. I am so with you. I got to cut out on you guys right now. I'm going to end it, man. That's, you can't take, you can't I, I don't want to end it on split. all of you. I'll let you two continue on, but I need to cut out right now. That, that, that ends it, though. Danielle is right. my partner I'm in out, time. too. It was Girl, so much fun. This was fantastic. Was you want to play again, let me know. You got it. Thank 100%. you so much. Awesome, Oh, Kenny. awesome. Howie, send me the link. Peace and love. I will. Peace right. out. Thanks, Danielle. Later. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, guys. Bye.